Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this time of worship for Sunday, the 8th of January, 2023, from the Wirral Methodist Circuit. Let's begin our time of worship today as we sing the hymn, As the Deer Pants for the Water. Let's continue in prayer. Glory to the Father, the God of love, who created us, who continually preserves and sustains us, who has loved us with an everlasting love and given us the light of the knowledge of his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Blessed be God forever. 
glory to Jesus Christ, our Saviour, who, though he was rich, yet for our sake became poor, and was tested in every way as we are, yet without sin, who proclaimed the good news of the kingdom and was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross who was raised from the dead and is alive forever and has opened the kingdom of heaven to all who trust in him. We are seated at God's right hand in glory and will come to be our judge. Blessed be God forever. Glory to the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, by whom we are born into the family of God and made members of the body of Christ whose witness confirms us, whose wisdom teaches us, whose power enables us, who will do for us more than we can ever ask or think. Blessed be God forever. To the one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be praise and glory forever. Amen. God of grace, through the mediation of your Son, you call us into a new covenant. Help us, therefore, to draw near with faith and join ourselves in a perpetual covenant with you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our first reading is from the book of Exodus, chapter 24, verses 3 to 11. Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All that the words that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up twelve pillars, corresponding to the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the people of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed oxen as offerings of well-being to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he dashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. Moses took the blood and dashed it on the people and said, See the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel went up and they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet there was something like a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. God did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. Also, they beheld God, and they ate and drank. For the wisdom that guides us, we praise you, O God. And from the epistles, from the epistle to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For the truth that enlightens us, we praise you, O God. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Hear the Gospel of Christ. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit, every branch that bears fruit. He prunes it to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise to Christ our Lord. My text for the day is Jeremiah 31, verse 33. This is the covenant I shall make with the house of Israel. I shall plant my law within them, writing it on their hearts. I want you to imagine two new residents arriving in a luxury block of flats. At number 16, a new resident arrives. He signs a tenancy agreement, pays the deposit and the first month's rent, agrees to keep no dangerous pets, to put out the rubbish in the agreed manner, to contribute to the cost of the upkeep of the grounds. And he knows if he falls down on his side of the agreement, he will be asked to leave as his tenancy will be terminated. Next door, at number 18, another new resident moves in. He signs nothing at all, neither agrees nor commits himself to anything. Indeed, he's not capable of providing promises or deposits, for he is only a tiny baby. The new resident at number 18 has been brought home from the maternity hospital by his mum. His mum and dad hope that, on his part, the baby will come to love and cherish them as he grows up. But if they are honest, they know that there will always be a place for him in their home, no matter whatever he does. If he should happen to grow up hard-hearted and ungrateful, well, his parents' lives will be diminished, and for none of them will their life be what it might have been. But in all of this, 
His parents know that they will still love and accept their child. They will never evict him. Two very different types, modes of relationship. One based on love and the other based on contract. I wonder. And I want you to ask the question, what sort of relationship do I have with God? In parts of the Old Testament, it seems that it's very like a tenancy agreement. If we keep our side of the deal, pay the rent and put the bins out, well, actually, that really means if we say our prayers and care for the planet, then God will keep his side of the deal and be our God. But the prophet Jeremiah sees something deeper and is already beginning to understand what is finally to be fulfilled in the life of Christ. That our covenant with God is not like that at all. God is not our landlord. He is our loving father, our mother. His covenant with us is a matter of heart, not contract. God offers us the world and his love with no strings attached and simply invites us to respond with loving gratitude. Today, we are invited to renew our covenant with God. So let's be clear about this. If we decline, God is not going to stop loving us any more than if a two-year-old boy has one of those temper tantrums, do his parents stop loving him? Life will be the poorer because we do not love our Heavenly Father, but still he will love us and beg us and bring us to love him and return. God's covenant commitment comes from the heart. There are no get-out clauses. That is the risk that God takes in loving us. And this is the risk of love he asks us to take on our side too. A typical film story. A boy gets involved with a girl. And she asks him to move with her from Heswell into Wallasey. But he refuses to go. Well, after all, he is on probation and has to attend counselling sessions. And so his counsellor asks him why he won't go to Wallasey with his girlfriend. Why, says the boy, because I can't risk her turning out to be less than perfect and then rejecting me. The counsellor rounds on him and says, well, I think that's a great philosophy. That way you can go through your entire life without ever having to really know anybody at all. There's also an irony in this conversation because it's discovered as part of the film, the counsellor's wife has died two years before. And he also, because of his loss, is finding he cannot make new relationships. Two wounded people, two hurting people, fearful of commitment. Both of them discovering that the only way to learn and grow and love and live is, in one way or another, to risk committing, being open to others, risking the consequence. As we can find out, a stance of openness Admitting your vulnerability can be creative and liberating. But that very vulnerability can be seized upon 
and exploited by others. That is the risk you take. Maybe you saw that uh, documentary thing on television, um, the, the one on BBC, the reality show, um, Castaway, it was, the one where a group of 12 people spent months together, isolated on that otherwise uninhabited Hebridean island of Taransay. Now, I remember one of the guys at the end, at the very end of the year, in that very small, uh, close-knit community, reflecting on the stresses and strains of trying to make that community work. He sat on a rock and he read this to the camera. To laugh is to risk appearing the fool. To weep is to risk being called sentimental. To reach out to another is to risk involvement. To expose feelings is to risk showing your true self. To place your ideas and your dreams before the crowd is to risk being called naive. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To live is to risk dying. To hope is to risk despair. To try is to risk failure. But risks must be taken. Because the greatest risk in life is to risk nothing. The person who risks nothing, does nothing, has nothing, is nothing, and becomes nothing. He may avoid suffering and sorrow, but he simply cannot learn, feel, change, grow or love. Chained by his servitude, he is a slave. He has forfeited his freedom. Only the person who takes, takes risks is truly free. The story of Jesus is the story of a man who risked everything out of love for us, for you and for me. He emptied himself and came down from the safety and security of heaven and became a man for us, risking hurt and rejection for us, even unto a cross. For he knows that this is what it means to love. In that verse today, Jeremiah talks of God as covenanting with Israel and describes God as Israel's husband. When Israel breaks the covenant, God becomes a rejected lover. So God promises a new covenant. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was husband to them, declares the Lord. So finally, God in Christ comes to his people like a trembling young lover bringing flowers to the doorstep, wondering what response he might receive, knocking on the door of the heart of his people. So our Lord comes to you and me today and says, I love you. I can't stop loving you and you will always have my love. What are you going to do about it? Will you, as you may, spurn me? And leave me out in the cold, still loving you with an unrequited love from afar? Or will you respond and risk your all in loving me 
and those who are dear to me. That is God's covenant challenge to us. He is knocking now. Do you hear him? What answer will you give? Is God's law written on your heart? God made a covenant with the people of Israel, calling them to be a holy nation, chosen to bear witness to his steadfast love by finding delight in the law. The covenant was renewed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in his life, work, death and resurrection. In him all people may be set free from sin and its power and united in love and obedience. In this covenant, God promises us new life in Christ. For our part, we promise to live no longer for ourselves, but for God. We meet, therefore, as generations have met before us, to renew the covenant which bound them and binds us to God. Let us then seek forgiveness for the sin by which we have denied God's claim upon us. Let us pray. God of mercy, hear us as we confess our sins. For the sin that has made us slow to learn from Christ, reluctant to follow him and afraid to bear the cross. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive. For the sin that has caused the poverty of our worship, the formality and selfishness of our prayers, our neglect of fellowship and the means of grace, our hesitating witness for Christ. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive. For the sin that has led us to misuse your gifts, evade our responsibilities, and fail to be good stewards of your creation, Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive. For the sin that has made us unwilling to overcome evil with good, tolerant of injustice, quick to condemn, and selfish in sharing your love with others. Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive. Have mercy on me, O God, in your constant love, in the fullness of your mercy. Blot out my offences, wash away all my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Give me the joy of your help again, and strengthen me with a willing spirit. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, to all who truly repent, this is his gracious word. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God. We sing together the covenant hymn, Come, let us use the grace divine.
sisters and brothers in Christ. Let us again accept our place within this covenant, which God has made with us and with all who are called to be Christ's disciples. This means that by the help of the Holy Spirit, we accept God's purpose for us and the call to love and serve God in all our life and work. Christ has many services to be done. Some are easy, others are difficult. Some bring honour, others bring reproach. Some are suitable to our natural inclinations and material interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and please ourselves. In others, we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. Yet the power to do all these things is given to us in Christ who strengthens us. Therefore, let us make this covenant of God our own. Let us give ourselves to him, trusting in his promises and relying on his grace. Eternal God, in your faithful and enduring love, you call us to share in your gracious covenant in Jesus Christ. In obedience, we hear and accept your commands. In love, we seek to do your perfect will. With joy, we offer ourselves anew to you. We are no longer our own, but yours. I am no longer my own but yours. Your will, not mine, be done in all things. Wherever you may place me, in all that I do and in all that I may endure, when there is work for me and when there is none, when I am troubled and when I am at peace, your will be done when I am valued and when I am disregarded, when I find fulfilment and when it is so lacking, when I have all things and when I have nothing, I willingly offer all I have and am to serve you as and where you choose. Glorious and blessed God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. May it be so forever. Let this covenant now made on earth be fulfilled in heaven. Amen. Let's spend a few moments in reflection as we listen to Amy Grant singing El Shaddai. El Shaddai, El Shaddai El Yonah Adonai Age to age you're still the same By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai Er Kom Adonai I will praise and lift you high El Shaddai And through the realm You save the son of Abraham Through the power of your hand You 
turn the sea into dry land to the outcast on her knees. You were the God who really sees, and by your might, you've set your children free. El Shaddai, El Shaddai. By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Er Kol Adonai. I will praise and lift you high, El Shaddai. Let us pray. As we have entered this covenant, not for ourselves, but as God's servants and witnesses, we pray for the church and for the world. Loving God, hear us as we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Make us all one that the world may believe. Inspire and lead all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Establish justice and peace among all people. Have compassion on all who suffer from any sickness, grief or trouble. Deliver them from their distress. We praise you for all your saints who have entered your eternal glory. Bring us all to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray in silence for our own needs and for those of others. Loving God, you have helped us by your grace to make these prayers, and you have promised through Christ our Lord 
that when two or three agree in his name, you will grant what they ask. Answer now your servants' prayers according to their needs. In this world, grant that we may truly know you, and in the world to come, graciously give us eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us when we gather together to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us sing together. Beauty for Brokenness. Beauty for brokenness, hope for despair. Lord, in the suffering, this is our prayer. Bread for the children, justice, joy, peace. Sunrise to sunset, your kingdom increase. Shelter for fragile lives, cure for their ills. Work for the craftsmen, trade for their skills. Land for the dispossessed, rights for the weak Voices to plead the cause of those who can't speak God of the poor, friend of the weak Give us compassion, we pray Melt our cold hearts, the tears fall like rain our love from a spark to a flame Refuge from cruel wars, havens from fear Cities for sanctuary, freedoms to share Peace to the killing fields Scorched earth to green Christ for the bitterness His cross for the pain God of the poor Friend of the weak Give us compassion we pray Melt our cold hearts Let tears fall like rain Come change our love from a spark to a flame Rest for the ravaged earth, oceans and streams Plundered and poisoned, a future and dreams Lord, and our madness, carelessness, greed 
blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be upon us and remain with us forever. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.